This sermon is titled Heart Purpose The Power of Resolve Be enriched as you listen This morning I want to just bring a very simple encouraging word to us um it's not a a deep study or anything but you know from time to time we just need a little encouragement on things in our lives on practical things on day-to-day things in life uh apart from of course you know studying and understanding deep spiritual things and truth if you have your bibles please turn with me to daniel chapter 1 we're going to read two verses verses 8 and 9 this morning's sermon is titled heart purpose the power of resolve and we will delve into this further daniel chapter 1 verses 8 and 9 let's read it together please but daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies nor with the wine which he drank therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself now god had brought daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs now we understand uh daniel's situation this was a time when the babylonian king king nebuchadnezzar had come in invaded judah jerusalem taken a lot of captives into exile and had them live in Babylon and uh, he had selected a few of these young people young men to become part of his training his court so that they could be schooled in the wisdom the literature and the knowledge of the Babylonians and serve the king in his court and Daniel and some of his friends were selected for that so it was prestigious in one sense and yet it was very challenging because you're put in a very difficult situation here in in a foreign land what should have when i read these two scriptures verse 8 it says daniel purposed in his heart it means he had made up his heart and mind about something daniel purposed in his heart it made a resolve he decided heart and mind there's something and so i began to think about you know how this impacts or how this applies to us as as people you know and 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 this is not to you know condemn any one of us but we all have been through this where you know we decide i'm going to watch my diet and you only watch it grow right <laughs> or i'm going to exercise or i'm going to do this i'm going to get up every day and read my bible for 15 minutes or i'm going to pray every morning or i'm going to be faithful and going to church or i'm you know going to be part of a life group or i'm going to serve god in such a such a way we make up we make so many decisions uh but we don't follow through and so sooner or later everything vaporizes it just disappears and so it just becomes wishful thinking and so this morning i just want to challenge us along those lines but look at daniel daniel purposed in his heart 
And in this particular case, he decided he was not going to eat of a certain kind of food because it was against his Jewish training. It was against his upbringing. So he made that decision. It was very difficult because he had to do it in, in, in these kind of situations. And yet he purposed in his heart. He decided, and I'm sure his friends were with him. They decided, we're not going to do this. And they stood by that decision. Now, he was wise about it. He wasn't foolish about it. He didn't go and say, hey, you guys are bad people eating all this food. No. He was wise about it. You know, he went and got permission from the person who was in charge of them. And he said, hey, you know, uh, if you don't mind, and I'm just putting it in you know, my imagination. He would have gone there. He said, if you don't mind, can we be excused from you know, eating that kind of food? Uh, and I, I know this means I'm putting you at risk, so let's do it like this. You test us out for, you know, a short time and see. And if everything is okay, we'll go ahead with it. So he was wise about it. He was not, you know, uh, obnoxious and rude about that, of what he stood. And some of us need a little bit of wisdom also in some of the things we stand for. In the way, because it's good if your decision affects only you, but when your decision impacts others, then you've got to be walk with some wisdom in that. Okay? So he, he went about it in a very nice way. But that's not the focus. The focus I want to talk about today is that, you know, how do we make heart purposes? How do we make these decisions, these resolves in our life, and how can we be resolute, relentless, and resilient about such decisions so we can benefit out of the outcomes that we are pursuing? And that's some of the things that I want to talk about. So it's not really complicated, just remind us of certain things. But one of the things that stands out is in verse 9. It says that as Daniel made this decision, God put favor on his life. So there is divine favor that we can expect that to surround our lives in response to a godly resolve. Amen? So as you make a godly resolve, divine favor can surround or grace your life. And God is faithful to do that. Just as he did in Daniel's life, he would do it in our, our life in these times. You know, so... Just on, in contrast, or on the contrary, being irresolute, undecided, being fickle about things actually causes instability in our lives. And we know that scripture, James 5, chapter 1, verse 5. Now, a a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Like, he's here, he's there, he's all over the place. You know, this is a little secret. You know, we interview a lot of people who send in their resumes and applications uh, to come and you know work at APC. And uh, one, and there are three things we look for. See, I'm giving you inside information. Now. Pay attention in case you apply for a job at APC. There are three things we look for. You know, first of all, we look for calling. And is this person really called? Uh, because what we do at APC is not a job. We are fulfilling a calling. And I told all our staff, hey, guys, guys, some of you can go and earn five or six times more than what you earn at APC if you go to a corporate job. But you answered a call. 
You know, you're, you're working here at APC. Outside, you can get seven times more, six times more than what we pay. But the reason you're serving at APC is because of a calling. You know, you've given up that. You're willing to work for this. Why? You're answering a call. So we look for calling. And part of the call, uh, looking at calling, the other two, you'll find out in the interview. But, <laughs> but let me talk about the first one, right? The calling is, you know, so I ask people, right, what have you been doing? Uh, and if they are, you know, if they're all over the map, then I'm like, this person really doesn't know their calling. They don't know what to, they're called to do in life. So calling is so important. And you can see it in somebody's life when they are steady and they're focused, they're pursuing it. Another thing I like to do is I like to give them a white piece of paper and say, if you had no restraints in life, no constraints of money, no constraints of anything. Here's a white piece of paper. What would you do in life? And I'll wait for their answer. Because that will show whether they really know what they're called to do. Are you listening? So you can expect for that question when you come. No, just okay. But if you were given a white piece of paper, no constraints, nothing, what would you Put on that paper. What would you do in life? If you're able to very precisely, concisely, definitely state something, then you're a person who knows your calling. If you're going to be all over the map, uh, I will do this, I will do that, I will cook jalebi and biryani. And <laughs> like, man, this... What is this? <laughs> Unclear. But a double-minded man is unstable. But on the other side, a man who is clear, single-minded, there is strength and there is stability in that person's life. And you can see it. Are you listening? So, you know, being irresolute brings instability or being resolute firm about what you're going to do is going to bring strength and stability in your life. And that's why this is so important. You know, so let's answer that basic question. Why are such heart purposes important? Why do you need to make up your heart and mind about certain things in life? And not, you know, I'm so open-minded, your brains are falling out. No, you can't live like that. Why do you need to be clear? Why do you need, need to have hard purposes? Several reasons, you know. For instance, number one, you could say in resolving not to do things displeasing to God. Now, if you want to, you and I want to live a life that's pleasing to God, we've got to be people with a backbone. Amen? You've got to be somebody who's made up your heart and mind saying, I am going to live a life that's pleasing to God. Which means I will not permit anything in my life that is displeasing to God. And sometimes, now there could be even simple things, small things that, you know, could become problems. Cause problems. Or cause us to drift away into things that are not pleasing to God. 
Now think about the Apostle Paul and what he said in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 6. And he's talking about sins, sins of the flesh. He says in 1 Corinthians 6, 12, All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So what is Paul saying? He's saying, even if there are things that are okay, I don't want to be controlled by it. So here's a man who's made up his mind about something. He's made up his mind, I will not be controlled by anything. Things that are lawful, it may be okay. But I don't want to be under the power of something controlling my life. And he made up his mind. Or he repeats that in 1 Corinthians 10, 23. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. So what is his criteria? Is something helpful? Is something building me up? If it's not helpful, if it's not building me up, I'm not going to give it permission in my life. And that's how he's living. Are you listening? So if you and I want to live a life that's pleasing to God, we got to have a heart and mind decided. I'm not going to permit anything in my life that is not helpful and that's not building up. So what do you mean? How much time do you spend on Instagram? How much time do you spend on social media? So what's wrong with it? You're not, nothing wrong, but is it helpful? Is it building you up? Do you come out energized or depressed? Now you make a choice. Do you want it in your life or you don't want it? Now I'm not, you know, saying, you know, totally disconnect from the world. I mean, yeah, to whatever extent it's useful, use it. But then at some point you've got to decide. What do you want in your life? If something like this is going to, uh, it's not helping you and it's going to take you away from a place of, you know, living right before God, then get rid of it. Or in walking in truth, we discover from the word. We need to be people who, who, who are, who've made up our hearts and minds. We sang this song, you know, I have decided to follow Jesus. What if there's something that, that you know, causes you or sometimes invites you to give up on that decision. Yeah, Paul and his team, and, sorry, in Acts 11, uh, when Barnabas came and he was encouraging these new believers, it says here in Acts 11, 23, when he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and he encouraged them, the believers at Antioch, that with purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord, heart purpose. Make up your heart and mind that you are going to continue with the Lord. Not turning back. With purpose of heart. You make up your heart and mind that you're going to follow Jesus the rest of your life. There'll be good times, there'll be bad times. There'll be easy times, there'll be tough times. But your heart's made up. I'm staying with Jesus. Amen? That with purpose of heart, you're going to continue with the Lord. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know what's going to happen five years from now. But I have made a decision. I'm going to continue with Jesus no matter what. Done. This is non-negotiable. My heart is and mind is made up. That's what 
Barnabas here is encouraging these believers. You know, you've got to purpose your heart to stay with Jesus for the rest of your life. And sometimes, you know, uh, when we want to develop good and beneficial habits and lifestyle patterns, uh, we need to be people who are resolute, people of resolve, people who make up our heart and mind about certain things. You know, there are many things in the Bible that God doesn't dictate to you and me. God doesn't prescribe to you and me, you know, how much time to pray or when you should read your Bible. God doesn't prescribe those things. That's up to you. You make up your minds. Which day you want to pray or which day you want to spend time. You make up your own minds. And so in these, these kinds of things, in Romans 14 verse 5, in the Apostle Paul writes, he says, One person esteems one day above another. Another esteems every day alike. Let, let's read the rest of that verse. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. Now let's make up your minds. You make up your mind. God is, not, God is not prescribing these things to you. You make up your minds. But let each man be fully convinced in his own mind. You make up your mind. You don't have to copy somebody else. What they do may be good for them. What's good for you? You do that. And one thing I firmly believe is, you don't push off on other people what's good for you. Right? Don't force them to do what you're doing. You do it because it's good for you. But something else might be good for them. That's okay. Don't judge them and don't force them. But each one must be fully convinced in their own mind. So it's important that you be a person of heart purpose. You know how to make decisions in your heart and mind and stand by that, live by that. Or in our world, when we stand for truth, uh, in a compromised world, uh, we need to be people of hard purpose. In your, in your school, in your college, in your place of work, if you've decided you're going to be a person of integrity, or you're going to live by honesty and do things that are honest and so on and so forth, you know, live by the values of teaching the Word of God, there will always be challenges. And if you've not made up your heart and mind, it, then in those moments, you're very, most likely you're going to compromise. But if you've made up your heart and mind, in those challenging moments, you're going to stand. You're going to hold fast to the Word of God. Are you listening? So, you know, we can enumerate several reasons why we must be people uh, who, people of resolve. Jesus, you know, he's speaking to the church in Thyatira. He says, hold fast what you have to like come to the church in Philadelphia where the, there was the assembly of uh, sa satanic people in Revelation 3.11. Jesus says, hold fast what you have that no man may take your crown. And so similarly in pursuing goals and objectives and dreams, you know, we need to be people who've made up our minds on certain things. Only then can goals and dreams turn to reality? Otherwise, they'll, they'll be just wishful thinking. There'll be ideas on paper. They will never materialize. So for all of these reasons, and I'm sure we can list more, we must learn how to do this. So how do we make such hard purposes? Are you all with me so far? Yep. So how do you make such hard purposes? And here are just some practical things, practical pointers. Number one is base it on the instruction of God's word and on inner conviction. You know, base your purpose, 
because God said, I'm going to live like this. And that's a very strong motivator. That's a big advantage all of us have. God said, speak the truth. Why are you going to speak the truth? Because God said. Why are you going to be honest? Because God said. Why are you going to do what's right? Because God said. So it's a big motivator. Right? So base your heart purposes. That means the decisions you make in your heart and mind based on the word of God. And that inner conviction that the Holy Spirit puts into your heart. I'm going to live like this. Secondly, base it on personal priorities. So, like we said, you know, all of us have certain decisions that are personal to us. So what's important for you? You decide. I'm going to do it. Personal priorities. So I, I, I don't have to you know, think twice about it. I know this is what I say, yes or no. Why? Because there are priorities. And, 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 and in day-to-day -day decisions, you make those day-to-day -day decisions because you, are, you have those priorities. Now, for example, as a parent, you may have decided every Saturday morning, and this is if you have a little young fellow at home, every Saturday morning I'm going to go play soccer. Or maybe the second and fourth Saturdays, I'm going to go play soccer with Johnny. You've, why? Because that's priority in your life at that season. So somebody calls you, let's go play golf. Sorry, I can't come. Why? Because I have to play soccer with Johnny. Decision made. Why? Because that's priority. It's your priority. Are you listening? It may not be priority for somebody else, but that's priority for you. You need to spend time with your son. And so you're making your decision. And there's no two ways about it. It's a non-negotiable thing. You've already predetermined that priority in your life. And that's going to help you give a clear answer. Your yes will be yes and your no will be no. Are you understanding? So... Understand, know your own priorities. And thirdly, you know, you base it on goals and goals and objectives that you are pursuing. What are you pursuing? Are you clear about it? Your goals, your objectives. And so based on that, you can say yes and no to many things. But if you're not clear, you'll be unstable. You'll be saying yes for that and yes for that and you'll be all over the place. So... How do you make hard decisions? Well, know what the Bible says. Base your yes and no's on the Bible. Secondly, base it on your priorities. Don't try to copy somebody else. You're, you're answerable for your own life before God. And base it on your goals and objectives. What are you pursuing in your life? Are you with me so far? Based on these things, you can say yes or no. You know, as a pastor, I keep getting invitations. Invita oh, come here, come there, come there. If I, you know, if I try to be nice to people and try to say yes to everybody, gone. I'll be like minced meat. Little piece everywhere. But I can't say yes to everybody. So on what basis do I say yes and no? Well, these three things. What does the word say? What are my priorities? Because I'm answerable to God for that. And what are the goals and decisions I must pursue? Which God wants me to pursue, obviously. It's very clear. And there's no, I don't feel guilt 
in saying no. You never feel guilty about saying no because you're doing this. Your, your no is based on something very sincere, very genuine. I understand it. So you don't have to feel guilty for saying no. Some of us, because we try to avoid that guilt, we try to please everybody and say yes to everybody. You can't live life as a people pleaser. You're obligated to please only one person, God in heaven. So when you are clear, these are the three things based on which you're going to make your heart purposes, your decisions, your convincing, your heart and mind, based on these three things, you can say yes and no to people. So in closing, how do we stay? But well, there are seven, six points here under closing. So <laughs> how do we stay with such heart purposes? Meaning, okay, I, 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 I know based on what I have to say yes or no, I know how to make these heart purposes, these decisions, these resolves, but how do I stay with it? How do I stick with those things till or through time? How do, you know, how do I stay with those purposes that I have in my heart and mind. Just a few pointers on this. Number one, like we said earlier, be clear. Clarity is very important. You need to be clear in your life. What does the word say? What, is your prior, what are priorities for you? And what, you know, what are the goals? What are the objectives? What are you pursuing? You need to be clear. Jesus put it like this. A clear vision brings light. Or he put it like this. You know, if the eye is good, the whole body is full of light. Now he's using the analogy of the human body to communicate something. He says, if you have a good eyesight, your whole body is full of light. Or in other words, he's putting it plain, to put it plainly, good vision fills your life with light, makes everything clear. So if you have a clear vision, you have light. You know what to do, where to go, how to avoid all the potholes. So a clear vision brings light. It fills your being with light. Very clear. So be, have clarity. What does the Bible say? What are your priorities? What are your goals and objectives? It's very important. When you're clear about it, you will stay with it through time. And for us, you know, we need to refresh our vision. We need to refresh our priorities. We need to refresh ourselves in this because sometimes, you know, our vision gets blurred. So keep that clear. Number two, be committed to it. You know, uh, when Paul was writing to a young pastor named Timothy and he put him in charge of the church in Ephesus, he writes to him in 1 Timothy 4.15. And so you can imagine an older pastor advising a younger pastor. And what does he tell him in 1 Timothy 4.15? He says, Timothy, meditate on these things. I mean, think about what I've written to you. And what does he say? Give yourself entirely to them so that your progress may appear. So if you want to make progress, you've got to be fully committed Give yourself entirely so that your progress may appear. One foot in, one foot out, no progress. So why aren't you making progress? Because you still have half of you outside. But when you give yourself completely to it, you're committed to it, 100% in. When you give yourself completely to it, your progress will become evident. People will see that you are making progress in your life. 
So be fully committed. Both legs there. Number three, we draw strength from the Lord. Commune with God about it. And say, God, I'm not trying to do this on my own. I can't do this on my own. But you are going to help me. You are going to help me live by these hard purposes. And we all need the strength of the Lord to empower us in pursuing these purposes. It's not easy. So draw strength from it. Commune with God. Lord, help me. Help me to live like this. Help me to stay with these purposes. You know, sometimes some people make decisions and I'm going to quit smoking. Pastor, pray for me. You know, we go for deliverance sessions, get free sessions, inner healing sessions, outer healing sessions. We're busy attending. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to get rid of smoking. See, you can, you, you can attend as many workshops, seminars, conferences as you want, but until you make up your mind, it's not going to happen. Plain and simple. I went for five sessions, this, that. Have you made up your mind? Are you convinced? Have you made that resolve in your heart and mind that with God's help, I'm going to come out of this? If you've not made that decision, a double-minded man is unstable. Anybody can lay hands on you in prayer. Look, if you've not made up your mind, forget it. Are you listening? Because God gave you a free will. But he will not override. He will empower your free will. But your free will is something you handle. And that's when you need to come to God and say, God, with your help, I'm going to do this. But I'm aligning my will to your will. I'm saying yes to overcoming this habit. I'm saying yes to giving up on this. Same thing with all the other kinds of things. Pornography. You know, whether it's on your phone, whether it's on your computer. So, okay, never going to watch pornography again. And then you go on YouTube and listening to Hillsong, I mean, some worshipful song. And Google, or not Google, the, uh, the algorithm has all your history. You may want to forget, but they've been tracking you for the last so many years. And so they serve this up for you. Recommendation engine. You're listening to a worship song. And here's something totally unclean being presented to you. It's like, God, how did this happen? It's all the algorithms happening behind. They remember you, your previous choices. So you want to forget, but you can't go and rewrite the algorithm that's on YouTube. or That's making these recommendations. And so it's right up there. What will you do? Have you really made up your heart and mind? That you're never, ever going to click on anything that's pornographic, that's going to draw you into this. Have you really made up your heart and mind? Or are you, are you going to say, Lord, that was a nice time in your presence. Excuse me for five minutes. I will indulge myself and I'll be right back. The next thing you know, five hours is gone. And watching stuff you should not have been watching. Are you listening? How do you know, Pastor? Because we are here on earth, we are not yet in heaven. 
But then that's where you and I need to be people of heart purpose. Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself. Are you a believer who's purposed in your heart that you will not defile yourself? And with God's help, you're going to live like that. Because God is ready to help you and me. But have you purposed in your heart? If you don't purpose in your heart, what can God do? He's given you and me a free will. So third practical thing is to have a, a continued reminders. You know, see, we all need to be reminded about the word of God. We all need to be reminded of, about the standards by which we live. Or we need to be reminded about these various decisions that we've made or priorities we've set. So set up reminders for yourself. And do it however, whatever way is good for you. If you want to put sticky notes all over your mirror or you want to have other reminders, you know, whatever works for you, do it. But just make sure you and I, you're reminded about the Word of God. Sometimes I go back and I listen to sermons I may have heard 30 years ago. I need to hear it again. Just because I heard it 30 years ago doesn't mean I, I, I remember it. So I go back and I listen to those sermons. I go back and meditate in scriptures that I may have meditated in thousands of times. I can tell you every, the verse by heart, but I still open my Bible, still read it. Why? I need to be reminded. I may be able to recite it, but there is something powerful when you, know, you, 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 you use all your senses, your visual, your auditory, and your tactile senses in, in engaging with scripture. There's something very powerful doing that. Why? I need to be reminded. And so do you. So remind yourself of what you're living by. What are values? What are your priorities? What are your goals and your objectives? What are you pursuing? Remind yourself. In Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, the writer of Hebrews says, We must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. See, this is a problem in the church, right? We always want to hear the new thing. But you've already forgotten the old thing. You're not living by it. So running out of what is the latest message? Are you living by the oldest message? No. So what must we do? We must give the more earnest heed to things that we have heard. Lest at any time we let them slip. Go back. Refresh yourself in the basics. Renew it. Because that's foundational. Or Peter was writing to the church. He said in 2 Peter 1, 12 and 13, he says, You know, for this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you. So Peter is taking on himself as a, as a leader of the church. I need to remind people of these things. Even though they have been established. They have been established in present truth, but they need to be reminded and reminded. And that's why every Sunday we have a little exhortation before declaration. Pastor, we've heard these things before. Yeah, but you need to be reminded. So every Sunday you come, one of the young people are faithful in reminding us. Even though we have been established in present truth, you need to be reminded. 
And so Peter says, you know, I'm going to keep reminding. And as long as I'm alive, verse 13, as long as I'm alive, I'm going to stir you up by reminding you. So your reminder stirs us up. Oh, so reminders are good. Are you with me? Number five, just two more points. Worship team, please come. Consistency. Consistency is where the power is. If we want to really make something part of our lives, we must be consistent in it. So keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. Otherwise, we'll do it for some time, we'll forget. So be consistent. And consistency requires endurance, you know, that stamina. But Jesus said, you know, Luke 21, he said, in your endurance, possess your soul. See, endurance gives you the ability to take control. In your patience, possess your soul. So you need that patience. You need that endurance to take control of things. So consistency. Keep at it. Don't give up. And lastly, talk about it to others. To those who understand, of course. Share it, you know, it kind of creates that accountability thing around you, that structure around you. So when you talk about it to others and say, hey, I've purposed in my heart, I'm going to do this. And of course, you talk to the right people. Don't go and talk to anybody about it. But you talk to the right people and you share that. You're creating that little accountability around you saying, okay, these people are going to hold you accountable because you've told them. You confessed a good confession and you're going to hold fast to it. When you have people around you who help you on this journey, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10 tell us two are better than one. Because if you fall, your friend will lift you up. Somebody whom you told that, you know, I'm going to live like this. They'll say, hey, remember? Come on, stand up. So how do we build this into our life? How do we be people of heart purpose who, you know, who, who make up our mind our heart and mind on certain things and live by that. Just review this very quickly. Number one, there must be clarity. Number two, there's got to be commitment. Number three, you commune with God about it. You draw strength from, from the Lord. Number four, you have continued reminders. Number five, you be consistent. And number six, you communicate it. Tell others about it. Your friends, your close friends, so they can hold you accountable. Simple things. Are you listening? So today, very simple message. Be a person with a spine or a backbone. Right? Or you have this little phrase, don't be a spineless person. Have a backbone. Stand for something because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. But you got to know what you stand for. You got to have a heart and mind made up. This is how I'm going to live. This is how I'm going to journey through life. I'm going to practice integrity. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to, you know, for example, punctuality. You know, we can pick on a lot of things. You make up your mind that if the whole world is going to come late, you will be the only one on earth who comes on time. Are you listening? That when you give your word to somebody, I'll meet you at nine for you 
you mean you'll be there at 8.55? It's it. That's how you live. Not, I meant something around 9. <laughs> it means 9.10, 9.15, 9.30, anything till 9.59. Rather, I can't be around you. <laughs> When you say nine, I expect 8.59. Are you listening? Now, it's not a problem. Actually, it's not a difficult thing in life. It's, have you made up your mind that when you say nine, it means you'll be there five minutes before nine? It's a simple thing. You make up your mind. So, if that's how you've made up your mind, it means everything you do works from that perspective. So that means if it's going to take 45 minutes to get to that place, you're going to leave one hour early. Why? Because you, you give yourself 15 minutes. Because you know, there could be something happen, happening. Some minister is coming and so they stop traffic. Or something. So you know, and you don't want to give any excuse. So you leave home one hour early. Because for you, being on time is important. It's priority. That when you give your word to somebody at 9 o'clock, it means you'll be there at 8.55. Are you listening? See, it's something we can all learn to do. I'm just picking on punctuality as one thing. And there's so many things in life where we can be people of heart purpose, where we make up our mind, our heart and mind, that this is how we're going to live. And we can live, we can be people of resolve. And God will enable us to live like that. People have to be able to say, I can set my watch by His coming and going. If He says at nine and He walks through the door, I know it's nine o'clock. Now, there may be rare occasions when something absolutely out of your control happens, but those are like once in a few years. Are you listening? That's the standard at which you and I can live, but it all begins with a heart purpose. Have you purposed in your heart that punctuality is important? Now, I can tell you something happened years ago, and I was reminded of it in our staff meeting earlier this week, and you know, some years ago, we were having meetings at UDC and it was a you know it was a season where we had meetings every day of just worship we'd come together and worship and pray and I had told our church and this was way back from the very beginning I said when we tell people 10 30 we must start at 10 30 or better start at 10 29 whether there are two people sitting in the auditorium or nobody in the auditorium you start that's how we want to function at APC and I was very serious about it and I remember this just happened I don't know which year it was I think maybe 2008 I think it was many years ago so we were having this we were going to these meetings every day of worship we were meeting at UTC and, and I'm telling our worship team and you know our, our staff you know we told people you know I forget what exact time it was six let's say it was 6 p.m. we started 6 p.m. I expect you to be there set up and 6 p.m. you start. Whether anybody's inside or not, our responsibility is to start at 6 p.m. 
And I remember one day, I went there, 6 p.m., our team was still setting up. I said, guys, I don't want to attend a service like this. Enjoy yourselves, I'm going. And I left. I did not attend our own service because we didn't start on time. I left. But I said, when we say 6 p.m., you have to start at 6 p.m. I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just telling you, this is what I did. I left the service. I said, I'm not attending this service today. Right? But the point is, we must be people of resolve. We must be people who've made up our heart and minds. And we've got to live by it. Amen? And you've got to be committed to those things. Daniel purposed in his heart. And God gave him favor and goodwill. You want to see favor in your life? One of the keys is to be a man or a woman who lives by a heart purpose. Let's stand. I want you to, as you stand here this morning, I want you to take a few minutes to pray. This message is not intended to condemn any person. This message is not intended to make you feel bad. This message is intended to stir you up and say, look, we've got to be people who purpose in our heart and mind about things that are important to us, and we've got to live by it. Whether it's concerning your spiritual life, whether it's concerning anything else, how you live, how you manage your money, how you relate to people. You purpose in your heart that there will be not a single ounce of hatred towards any person. You purpose in your heart there will be not a single ounce of jealousy towards any person. That's, that's your heart purpose. Whatever it is. There's so many things we can apply this to. Or how you spend your time, how you take care of your yourself whatever you purpose in your heart be a man or a woman of purpose whose purpose in their heart in their mind they're fully convinced and with God's help they're going to stand by that resolve you are resolute you are relentless in that matter in what you're pursuing and you are resilient meaning even if you fall you're going to get back up and keep going What are your heart purposes? What are things that you need to make up your mind about? Don't be double-minded because a double-minded person is unstable. Be single-minded. Father, we pray for each of us, God, that this morning we will be able to 
catch the intent of this message that we will be able to capture what you are releasing for us that we will be people with a backbone we will be people who are strong resolute fully convinced determined committed to truth to living by the things we know we have to live by May we be bold and courageous, unafraid. Even if like Daniel, we have to stand in the midst of people who are contrary to us. May we have the courage to stand. We know that divine favor surrounds people with a godly resolve. You will surround us with favor. Help us, God. Father, may people see in us people of strength, people of character, people who are divinely empowered to be strong in our generation. May people see that in us. Uncompromising. And give us wisdom how we go about it. Maybe we be wise in what we do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. As the worship team leads us, please use this time just to commune with God and about hard purposes that you need to have in your own life. Just talk to Him about it. Now I'll come back and close.
Father, right now, I pray over each of us here today. Pray especially for people, God, who have been struggling with decisions. They go back and forth, sometimes on, sometimes off, sometimes up, sometimes down. But today, Father God, as your word has gone forth, your word has come to empower us, not to put us down. Your word has come to build us up. Your word has come to put us over to the place where we need to be. And so today, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Father God, that today will be a day of victory. This moment will be a moment of victory when they are put over. Put over that weakness. Put over that struggle. Put over that addiction. Let addictions be broken. Let those things that are controlling them, Lord, let them no longer be under the power of anything. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, they're empowered in their resolve. They're empowered in their heart and mind decision. They are empowered in their inner conviction to live the way you want them to live. By your spirit, God. Father, the very things that overpowered them today, this moment, let it become powerless in their lives. And let your people rise up with strength to live as overcomers. We thank you, Father. Thank you, God. 
Father, we pray that each of us will live lives where people look at us and say, this is a man, this is a woman of strength, of character. They've got a backbone. They know what they stand for. They know what they live for. And let the strength and the glory of God be seen through our lives. Thank you, Father. Empower us by your Spirit. We do not seek to do this on our own strength, but by your Spirit. May we be excellent. May we be people of excellence by your Spirit. Thank you, Father. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.